What's up guys, I'm Josh Mosman and welcome to This Week in MXA, episode number 106, presented to you guys by O'Neill Racing. We are all talking about Anaheim 1 Supercross. Yes, it's Anaheim week and things are getting exciting. This is the most exciting race of the year. You could argue that Motocross the Nations is, is maybe more exciting, but they're kind of two different categories. For American race fans and really for fans worldwide that have their eyes glued on the AMA Supercross series, Anaheim 1 is the most highly anticipated event of the year. We have riders on new teams. We have teams that have new bikes. We have riders that uh, come back from injury. And we all have our eyes on the defending champion and the underdogs as they head into 2023. So let's take a look at the Anaheim 1 Supercross, what you guys need to know before this weekend, and what you should look out for throughout this season. This weekend, we are kicking off the 50th year of AMA Supercross here in the United States and Anaheim won. This is gonna be the 80th time that Anaheim has held a Supercross. More Supercross races hosted than any other venue on the schedule. Anaheim is an iconic event, iconic stadium, and I'm excited to be there racing this weekend. Actually, not racing, but spectating and covering the races this weekend. Looking forward to that. Coming into this weekend, weather is a huge, huge thing. It has been raining a lot here in Southern California. Thankfully, the Dirtworks crew, they have tons of experience knowing how to manage weather, how to build tracks in a short amount of time, cover them with tarp to keep the rain water off the main jumps on the track. Dirtworks, they already have the track mostly assembled here in Southern California and they've got it covered already. Yes, there's water in between the lanes, but uh, the track is looking good so far. And if anybody knows how to manage difficult weather, it's the Dirtworks crew. Those guys have done an awesome job managing it over the years. Had a few uh, ifs, ands, and buts in with uh, San Diego Supercross uh, 2019, I believe it was. That was kind of rough. But uh, other than the Limegate race at San Diego, Dirtworks does an awesome job, and uh, we're looking forward to Anaheim. No matter how much it rains this week, right now at the recording of this video on Tuesday, it looks like Wednesday, Thursday, we'll get more rain, and the skies should open up to be sunny on Friday and Saturday. So looking forward to some good racing this weekend at Anaheim. So this Friday is press day at Anaheim 1 MXA. We will be there covering press day pre-race press conference and also the press day riding. However, the riding portion of press day is only weather permitting, so they probably won't ride the track with how much rain we've gotten here. They'll probably just try to save it for Saturday. But either way, MXA will be there covering the race. We'll be there covering press day with videos on our YouTube channel and more coverage on our website. Track preview. The track looks pretty good for uh, Anaheim 1. What I'm excited about is the tabletop tunnel jump going over the start starting line. Uh, the last time we saw this was at Glendale Supercross last year, and uh, it's a very interesting obstacle. Those tabletops are actually really challenging. Even though it's a tabletop in Supercross, they're completely vertical on each side, making it super steep and uh, super technical of an obstacle to, uh, to navigate. And then this time, they have whoops right afterwards. So that'll be uh, pretty interesting going down the start straight. It'll also separate the left and right side of the starting box, um, make them more separated coming into the first turn. That uh, will make things exciting and it'll be a little bit nerve wracking as you head into that first turn. There are four major riders, heavy hitters in the 450 class that we expect to win races. Five if you include Ken Roxon, but we'll get to Ken Roxon in just a second. Eli Tomac, he's a defending champion. He'll be running the number one plate on the brand new 2023 YZ450F. So this is his second year with Star Racing Yamaha, but a completely new bike. If you guys remember, Cooper Webb, 
He was the defending champion last year and he had a completely new KTM and it was a struggle for him to learn the new bike. So we'll see if Star Racing Yamaha has this new bike figured out and dialed in for Eli Tomac. He won seven races last year, but tying him in race wins is Jason Anderson. Monster Energy Kawasaki rider, he's on the same bike as last year, same team as last year, and Jason Anderson had a string of wins at the end of the season to close up the points gap, and uh, Jason is gonna be tough to beat this year as well. There's three riders that uh, scored one race win each last year. Ken Roxon, he won Anaheim one on the Honda. Marvin Muskan, he was the only KTM rider to get a win last year. And Chase Sexton, he won his first and only 450 main event last year at San Diego. So we expect Chase Sexton to be battling up at the front for the championship this year, especially after he put together an amazing outdoor series last year. Ken Roxon, uh, we'll get to him in just a second. Marvin Muskan, he did awesome last year by grabbing that one win. He's back with KTM for 2023. But the big question mark is Cooper Webb. He looks awesome in preseason practice videos that we've seen so far, but big question mark is, is he gonna be able to return to that 2021 form when he won the championship last, or is it gonna be uh, another challenging year for him? Hopefully he turns it around. Hopefully we see him at the front battling for wins, and uh, I'm excited to see what comes next from Cooper Webb. Now let's get to the most exciting guy of the off season, Ken Roxon. He signed with the HEP Progressive Suzuki team, and this is the same team that has Kyle Chisholm and also Shane McArath for 2023 on the 450 side, but Chisholm and McArath, they'll be on the Twisted T HEP Suzuki team, while Ken Roxon, he's gonna be off to the side in his own tent, in his own truck with Progressive as the main sponsor. Reason being is that Twisted T and Red Bull, two conflicting sponsors that do not go well together. Ken Roxon was able to keep his Red Bull deal and still ride for the HEP Suzuki team just under a new little banner. So Ken Roxon, it's gonna be very interesting. One thing that I think will benefit him is that the pressure is really off. Yes, everybody's gonna be watching him. Yes, a lot of eyes are gonna be on him and Suzuki. Because he's going to manufacture that's certainly the underdog within our sport right now, a bike that is not expected to compete with the other bikes on the class, Ken Roxon has a lot of pressure off of his shoulders. If you look back at his Honda days the last few years, Ken Roxon was expected to win because he had one of the best bikes in the class. If Ken Roxon complains about a factory Honda 450, a lot of people question, is it is it Ken problem or is it the bike's problem? We know that Honda did everything they could to make him happy. We do know that he had struggles with that bike and we understand that it's possible to have struggles with the Honda. But now that Ken is riding for the underdog brand, HEP Suzuki, I believe he's gonna do much better. Uh, now, if the bike has problems, he not, he's not gonna give up and just point to the bike as being the issue. Ken Roxon's gonna be like, well, I know I'm not riding the best bike in the class. I know I'm not riding for the highest level team in the class. I'm just gonna make it work with what I have. And to be honest with you guys, I think that attitude is gonna help Ken Roxon win races and do better in 2023 than he did last year with factory HRC Honda. The pressure is off. He's gonna have to make do with what he has with a little mint, with just a little amount of testing time, a little amount of uh, preparation. He, he hasn't got a full off season of testing. He's only had a few weeks here. Ken Roxon, the cards are against him, but I think that will work in his favor. Another cool part about Ken Roxon going to Suzuki is that I've seen so many riders sell their motorcycles and buy brand new Suzuki's at the dealerships. I've seen a lot more Suzuki's at the track. Maybe people have already owned them and now that Roxon's riding them, they've dusted them off, got them out of the back of the garage and put them out on the track. Either way, Suzuki is definitely benefiting from their sponsorship of Ken Roxon. I'm excited to see what Suzuki does next. This is definitely a light of hope uh, for the Suzuki brand and I hope to see updated bikes. I've heard rumors, but every year there's been rumors and so uh, we'll see what 2024 brings for the Suzuki 
Suzuki RMZ 450 and 250 models. Motocross action, we've been hard on the RMZ 250, but we've also switched our tune the last few years to be thankful that Suzuki's offering a bike, thankful that they're uh, offering a bike that's still lower price point, a little more affordable to get into the sport of motocross. So uh, it's kind of like the Yamaha YZ125. We beat it up for many years in our articles, in our videos, because Yamaha didn't update it. But then towards the end, we started to just become thankful that Yamaha was still making two strokes. It's kind of the same thing with Suzuki. We were frustrated that they didn't fix their flaws, but then the last few years, we've become thankful that they're at least still around and still selling motorcycles and still giving us bikes to test. So long story short, Suzuki, Ken Roxon, I've seen more of them at the track and I think uh, it's gonna grow, especially if Ken Roxon can get some wins this year. A couple other 450 riders I wanna highlight, starting off with Joey Savacci. He has a deal with the Rick Ware Racing team for World Supercross and the 23 season for that doesn't kick off until July 1st. So he is going to be racing Anaheim 1 and the first part of the series on a Kawasaki, a Rick Ware Racing Kawasaki, the same bike that he raced the World Supercross rounds with. Pro Circuit built that bike. It's a good bike, but it's not a factory bike. And uh, still, I'm looking forward to having Joey Savacci at the races. It just shows that we're going to have a stacked field in the 450 classes here. It's going to be exciting to watch. Shane McElrath, like I mentioned, he'll be under the Suzuki banner. He also is still riding for the Rick Ware Racing Team, but they've given him the freedom to ride AMA Supercross since it happens before the World Supercross series. And because the Rick Ware Racing Team doesn't have any ties to a manufacturer sponsor. So Shane McGrath is able to go ride an HEP Suzuki for Supercross and then jump back on the Rick Ware Racing Team to race and defend his 250 World Supercross title on the world stage. A couple other riders to note, these guys are my friends, Justin Hill and Josh Hill. They are teammates on the Team Tedder KTM team sponsored by Monster Energy riding on 2022 KTM 450s. I'm very excited for these guys. Justin is an awesome rider and kind of like Ken Roxon, when he's having fun and when he's got less pressure, he does amazing. And uh, Justin Hill has got very high potential and I'm glad to see him back at the races. He was last racing 2020 for the Moto Concepts Honda team. He didn't race in 21. He planned to race in 22 for PRMX Kawasaki, but got injured right before the season, missed the whole year. Now he's back racing Team Tedder KTM. Uh, there's not a lot of pressure over there. He's teammates with his older brother, Josh Hill. Both riders are, uh, they have experience. They, they both are friends with Dakota Tedder. Josh rode for the team last year. So I think it's gonna be an awesome thing to see two brothers uh, back at the races again and competing against each other, but on the same team in Supercross. Before we get into the 250 class and more Anaheim One news, we have to extend our condolences out to Ken Block's family. Ken Block was the founder of DC Shoes, a company that sponsored hundreds of motocross athletes, maybe not hundreds, but so many of the top supercross and motocross riders in the world. Ken Block had a huge impact on the action sports industry and motocross especially. Ken Block is known for his skills driving a rally car and uh, making incredible videos that break the internet every time they drop. Ken Block um, was known for being a family man and he unfortunately passed away January 2nd in a snowmobile accident Monday this week. Heartbreaking to hear the news. Um, Lots of top athletes in the motocross, supercross world have been reaching out via social media to extend their condolences to his family. And we here at Motocross Action are sorry to hear the news and uh, saddened about it. Remember that every day is uh, not guaranteed and we look forward with hope 
as we head into the rest of 2023. Next up, we will look at the 250 class, Star Race and Yamaha. They haven't announced which riders are on each coast yet. I reached out to 250 team manager, Jensen Hendler, and he says he wasn't able to release the information just yet. Um, this is at the recording of this video. So pretty interesting how riders and teams don't know which coast they're racing until the last minute. Everybody has an idea in their mind which coast they'll be racing, but it all it depends on injuries and about which rider is going fastest in the off season. Anaheim one and the West Coast 250 class always seems to be more stacked with uh, top riders because teams choose the rider that's ready to go at the beginning part of the year. Nobody takes their best rider and makes them wait an extra month and a half to race 250 East Coast. They always put their best foot forward and for HRC Honda, that's Jet Lawrence. For Pro Circuit Kawasaki, it's Cameron McAdoo and Austin Forkner. For Chorley Designs Gas Gas, that's Pierce Brown. My brother, Michael Mosman, he'll be riding East Coast. And for the Star Racing Yamaha team, we think that'll be Levi Kitchen, Nick Romano, and Nate Thrasher. And uh, that puts Jordan Smith and Styles Robertson on the East Coast, but that hasn't been confirmed quite yet. Barak Suzuki, they are a West Coast only team. Excited to see what they got this year with Ty Masterpool riding for the team. So Ty is looking to make Supercross debut and uh, it's going to be fun to watch him in the 250 class on the Bar X Suzuki. We tested their bike a couple months ago, actually over a year ago now. That bike is extremely fast, so it's going to be cool to see what they can do. Uh, a couple other teams, Moto Concepts Honda, they have Vince Freeze, Mitchell Oldenburg, and new rider Anthony Rodriguez riding West Coast only. So Moto Concepts, they're not racing the 450 class and they're not racing 250 East. They're a West Coast only team for 2023. Then they'll be going and racing World Supercross after that. So there's lots to look forward to as we get ready for the AMA Supercross season to kick off this weekend at Anaheim. I hope you guys are excited and stay tuned to Motocross Action Mag on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our website for more Motocross Action Magazine on YouTube. Subscribe to us there. Thank you guys for watching. See you in the next one.